Cat and Moose podcast. I'm Cat and I'm Moose. This is a true life podcast where we explore the quirks of being human. Hey Cat. Hey Moose. How is y- <laughs> This is going to go great today. <laughs> I almost said how is you? How is you? <laughs> how is you? Well, I am doing much better today than I was doing yesterday. Let's just say that. Yeah, you called me and you, I I am always the one with anxiety or at least the one to talk about it. And you were like, I am, I have so much anxiety and I don't realize why. Do you know now after a day? I, I do. I, um, I, first of all, yesterday from just moments after I woke up, well, no, that's not true. Cause I got up and I did, um, I had morning coffee and walked the dogs and did she gong. And I was fine during all of that. Something after that triggered my anxiety and I don't know what it was. And, um, <clears throat> and I just all day long, like I had just this, this tightness in my chest, not like I'm having a heart attack, but I'm also always worried I'm having a heart attack. So I, I just had this tightness in my chest and I was kind of jittery and, um, and all the things. And I just, I kept feeling more and more and more overwhelmed with just like life. And it wasn't like one particular thing was wrong. It just, it, it just felt like everything was, was piling on me. And, um, and so I did, I called you and I was like, I just need to say that I am really, 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 really feeling anxious. And you're so kind to me. Like I, I told you about one situation I was in that was really frustrating. And I love that you just like jumped on that soapbox with me and we got to both kind of <laughs> bitch about the same, the same thing. So as always, thank you for being such a good friend and so supportive. And, um, and that, that really helped me a lot mentally. It did not change the feeling in my body. And, and I, I still was feeling pretty anxious all the way up until I got to class last night and I even got a massage in class and I still felt anxious. And so I came home last night and during Lent, one of the things that I have decided to do is to write in my journal at least 15 minutes every day. And I've been very faithful to do that. And that has felt good in and of itself. And, um, and so I wrote in my journal as if I was telling uh, my therapist why I felt like I was anxious. And I wrote for almost 90 minutes. Are you serious? I am. And I wrote about what has been going on in my life for the past six days. And oh my gosh, I have had a lot of feels in the past six days and I've done a lot of things and I've had a lot of experiences and I've encountered a lot of people. Well, not a lot of people. I have encountered new people who I have not previously known. And um, I also just have the everyday anxieties of, of life and worry and concern and stuff like that. And so being able to write it out um, was really, really awesome. And I woke up this morning feeling like superwoman. Well, that's amazing. I wish I could write something out and feel better. What do you do you think it was just general like eight things that stressed you out and therefore threw you over the edge on a Wednesday afternoon? Well, it, it it's interesting that in my journal, if I went back and counted the things, there were probably 80. Yeah. Um, and, and I still don't know like which of them like kind of 
tipped me over the edge of having anxiety versus like kind of feeling like I'm holding it all together emotionally and physically. I, I still don't know what that trigger was. And I'm sure that'll be another year's worth of therapy to figure out. <laughs> oh, you are triggered by the wind blowing from the Southeast. You know? <laughs> Um, so I don't know what it was that triggered it. And I didn't necessarily feel better even when I went to bed. Well, I, I was really tired when I went to bed, so I didn't feel much of anything except tired. And um, I woke up this morning and just felt a lot of clarity. And I did my Qigong again. And, you know, it, 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 and, and I'm so happy to be recording with you. It's probably one of my most favorite things I get to do every week. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I I don't know where all of this anxiety comes from either. I mean, I guess it has something to do with COVID still. But yeah, my MO is like... <laughs> in the past, my MO has been pushed through. That's the first half mm-hmm. of life. And then mm-hmm. the second half of life, I just... I've never been a procrastinator or an avoider. Ever. You know me. I'm the person mm-hmm. that's like... Oh, we have a problem with somebody. Let's call them now. You know, like yes. I always yeah. want to do things now and like just manage it and handle it. And I'm noticing that my it's not my nature right now. My nature is I want to crawl in bed and hide from the world. <laughs> and it's so yeah. interesting to have that perspective because that was when my mom was alive. That was her MO as well is to sort huh. of I she just would want to hide in her bed. And, uh, I just have so much more understanding and grace for that, I guess, because I remember, you know, even when my mom was ill at one point, like basically just being like, okay, mom, it's all about attitude. Like we got to do this. We got to do that. Like, let's just try. And I mean, I remember one time she didn't, she wasn't feeling good and she had had to learn to walk again and all these things. And I basically talked her into going on a hike with me. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. I thought if I get her outside, she gets some vitamin D and, you know, she, and my thought was, and she recognizes her own strength because that would help her do that. The Mm -hmm. problem was about a quarter of a mile down, she was like, I can't do that. Like, she was like, I can't walk this far. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so we had to sit on a bench, but that was special too. Cause we just sat for about 20 minutes until I could talk her into getting back to the car. But (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it's nice to have a perspective swap for me, I guess. But it's also, it's a really panicky thing to have anxiety. Yeah, it, it really is. And one of the things that um, I, I notice about myself, I've noticed it about you and about producer Sarah and pretty much every human who I've encountered is that we are really, really hard on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I did in class last night, cause we do a check-in at the beginning of class every night. And one of the things I said is, is I, I gave a very, very brief, like, Hey, I've been really anxious today. And I've also gone through a lot in the past five or six days. And, um, when I think about that, I get frustrated with myself. Like, why, why are you not able to handle this better? And I looked at my teacher and I said, But if you would have told me the same story about your life over the past five or six days, I would have so much compassion for you. Right. I would have so much good vibes and kindness and want to hug you and want to pray for you and want to serve you and, and all these things, like all these things I would feel toward my teacher who would say the exact same things that I just said, why don't I feel that toward myself? I don't know. I mean, I'm in the same boat. Like I, 
I feel like I have moments where I do things better, but most of the time when I feel that way, even if I do continue to push through, I just have a lot of like disappointment around my own feelings. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't really control how you can feel, how you feel, but you can, you know, control, I guess your next steps. And yeah, it's really hard to stop down and, choose what you need and not what you think the world needs from you (laughs) you know yeah yeah which is really hard when you're in um you know if it's your personality or if that's the type of of work that you're in and the type of work that that you and producer sarah and i all do you know, for like our quote unquote real jobs, it's very much like customer service oriented. You know, it's like we are helping other people. We are serving other people. We are helping um, facilitate things for other people. So it's it's always like a, a doing for others thing. And so I think for us to have a little bit of compassion on ourselves and do for us does not feel as innate because we've already been pouring out so much. How, how could I possibly have anything else to pour out for me? And that's just something that I think through, you know, contemplation and moving your body and therapy and, and all that kind of stuff, having a really solid community, all those things can help you balance that out. And I'm just trying to do a better job at it. You know, that's, that's what I can do (laughs) is try to try to do it better for me because I love me and I want to be the best me for you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I asked you this week if I could delete all of our email address. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the back end of Gmail admin and I'm the super admin of (laughs) one of our companies. Thank God. And I just sat there staring at that delete button. Like, I mean, what happens if you just no longer have the email? That is awesome. I hope that you get to do that one day. Oh, me too. Me too. Listen, I got to tell you, we got to we got to bring our listeners back up. Okay, we've been down in the ditches, but we're bringing you back up. Okay, so I have to tell you about this crazy ass dream I had this week. Ooh, okay. So I was on like this island. I'm pretty sure it was Key West because Key West is one of my favorite places in the world. Um. And uh, it was me and you and Sarah, and we were walking our dogs. We had like all 80 of the dogs. And um, I don't know how, I guess we drove to Key West. I don't know. Can you drive to Key West? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, it's, you, uh, it's not like a thing where you have to like fly to some part of it first? No, there's an actual uh, a road that connects from Miami. It goes through all the keys and then Key West wow. is the last key. Oh, okay, cool. Go yeah, on. So maybe this is, uh, maybe I'm prophetic. Prophetic. I'm a prophetess. I learned <laughs> yeah. that phrase yesterday. Yeah. And um, anywho, so we're on the beach. We're walking the dogs, assuming the dogs are allowed on the beach, but let's just go there. And what did we decide is we needed a frosty beverage or some, you know, like some fruity beverage to drink while we're walking on the beach. So there just happens to be a tiki bar right here. And we're like, let's stop. So we stop and this lady is like getting our beverages and the news is on and it's like on mute just for people like around the bar to watch. And she's like, did you hear the news? And we were like, no, what's up? (laughs) I can't wait. And she said, oh, they just announced that COVID is going on for six more years. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then she said, out of nowhere, she turns around and she goes, 
But we've got these necklaces. And they were these, like, think of it as like a lei, but at the bottom, made out of like neon signs. So it was lighting up and it was like, <laughs> you know, like neon does. And it just said six more years. And she like put them over <laughs> our necks. <laughs> and we're going, <laughs> we're going down the beach and drinking our fr- fruity beverage. God, I hope there was alcohol in mine after six more years <laughs> announcement. And we're just walking, walking, walking. And here we are just advertising to the rest of the island that six more years of COVID has been announced. And somehow they made those necklaces overnight. (laughs) That is amazing. May may I interpret your dream, Moose? Yes, please. That's what I'm here for today. In my Don Chien and my Hara. Your Don Quixote. (laughs) I firmly believe out of the solar plexus chakra, which is above those two things I just mentioned, um, I believe that your dream was equal parts prophetic and equal parts a bad pizza dream. I didn't eat pizza. So no, you are incorrect. (laughs) Please just tell me the dream is not true and it's just a bad nightmare. (laughs) Well, here's what I want to say is is I want to say that my hope and my belief is that your dream is half true. The prophetic part that I think is true is that we are going to Key West with all of our dogs and we are going to take a walk on the beach with the dogs without leashes and we are going to stop by a tiki bar and get a fruity drink and it's not going to mess up my blood sugar or anybody else's juju and it's going to be awesome and then the part of the dream that has to do with whatever you consumed last night the six more years of covid (laughs) i think that that is just a chemical imbalance because of covid i totally agree and i went to a real actual brick and mortar restaurant this week and it (sighs) felt like for a tiny moment covid was almost over Oh my goodness, where did you go? Chef and I. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's so good. I went and celebrated my number one song that happened this week. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. Thank you, I'm quite excited about it. And so I was like, I want a real celebration. So we went to <laughs> Chef and I, and we got to sit at the bar there. You know how fun that is, and yes. watch them cook, and then they oh. talk to you, and they let you try things, even mm-hmm. stuff you're not eating. And I tried elk. Oh my goodness. What was that like? It tasted great. I mean, it, I, I'm, I wish I had known it was elk. And then like they had, you know, they're so creative with their menu there, mm-hmm. but it was amazing. Like I, I just, I felt alive again. Mm, that's awesome. I am happy for you being alive again and for feeling like maybe. Oh no, I'm is- dead now again. <laughs> but as I was feasting on my six course meal, I felt alive, but don't worry, I'm dead again. In the moment you were chewing on your elk, it felt real, real like you were alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. I had some moments of feeling very alive in this last week, which did contribute to my anxiety and also contributed to what I think is is kind of like being in the right place at the right time and like knowing your destiny and being like in exactly where you're supposed to be and all that shit. Were were you watching Oprah or something? (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) I took a, um, a continuing education class where I'm going to school and I took a class that is the first part of a two part class that is called basic Jin Shindo. Ooh, you were showing me some moves the other day. It 
was life-changing, unreal, very real. It was all the things. It was really cool. It was kind of like having a class that had to do with body work, philosophy, spirituality, therapy, fun, and also some tears, like all of those things mixed in together. And I was there from like eight in the morning to five 30 in the afternoon, three days in a row. It was like drinking from a A fire hose from the center of the earth. And it was amazing. um, uh, I was asking you if you were exhausted by it after the fact, because I, those that's the time frame of my Enneagram trainings. Mm -hmm. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And by the end of Sunday, I can't speak. I'm in a catatonic (laughs) state. Like I have emoted so much being on different kinds of panels. So, but you said you felt filled up and energized. I, I, I felt filled up and energized because I think when I recounted it to you, I had had, at least a little bit of sleep. I thought you were going to say a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm trying to make good on my 90 days of sobriety. I'm, I'm trying to not let that be my turn to thing at every moment, which has been really hard. Um, one thing that I will say is I, I did, I felt alive and amazing and inspired and all the things I, I was really exhausted. I, I was really, really exhausted. I went to bed, I think at like eight 30 on Sunday night and just, uh, absolutely like was I I don't even think I moved in my sleep I slept a a, a solid 10 hours so yeah it was exhausting and exhilarating I remember when my mom like I would come home in my teenage years so my mom would have been around 50 and her early 50s maybe and like on Friday nights and I would be like mom I want to go to the roller skating ring (laughs) you know like that was the thing to do and I remember she would just be dead You know, like she'd have her, (laughs) she would have her knee highs rolled down to her ankles because, you know, why put on a pair of pantyhose when you can put on some knee highs? Right. Why? Yeah. Why? Um, and you get, what is that, uh, therapy that you get from wearing compression? It's like compression socks. Uh But anyway, she would have those rolled down because she couldn't, you know, take them off. You just got to roll them down. And then she would be like, honey, you do not understand how tired I am. And I remember thinking, what in the world are you tired about? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I went to school all week and I'm still like, can't wait to see my friends. Uh And now I'm like, Oh Oh. dear Lord. (laughs) I understand my mother's issues. Yes. I understand. I understand. Okay. So what was your big takeaway or aha? I'm sure you had many during that session, but like, was there one that you were like, my brain is exploding because I just connected the dots. Oh man, gosh, that's a really good question. And there were so many that I don't know that I can pick one. Um, What I will mention is something I wanted to ask you about on the podcast today, because I think it kind of fits in here. And it also kind of answers that question is one of the takeaways that I got from the class was how important it is to have a daily routine. And specific to me right now, that daily routine is doing the eight silken movements or the eight brocades of Qigong that's called Paul Dangun. And um, I think that that has been a big part of why just in, in the past few days, like during my class and since my class, oh my gosh, there's a beautiful hawk flying outside. It's so pretty. Um which the hawk is kind of magic to me. So hi. Um, so anyway, the the Qigong, the Paul Dangum, um, is something that I've been doing every day starting Friday of last week. And I had an idea of what if cat and moose 
did Paul Dangun with our Facebook group. Oh, I would love that. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, we have to do that. When do you want to do that? Well, I think we should start it next week. We, uh, I have to learn how to use the internet first, so I'll need a little bit of training. But I think if we did... How about I do the technical and you do your fancy ching dong moves? I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> great. Great. Look, we all need help, right? So yes. I am here to facilitate the video situation. Yes. Thank you. That would be wonderful. And it really doesn't take very long. You can do it in as short as like seven minutes. Or you can do several moves and move through the whole thing in like 20 or 30 minutes. So I think we can kind of change up the times or whatever. Something that's really helped me since my class is I've gone back and looked at my teacher and some of the other members from class leading, and that's helped me to stay accountable to it. And so I just thought, gosh, like... Our people really seem to love the things that we talk about, and they wouldn't be here listening to the podcast if they didn't. And so this is my invitation to anybody who is listening to the Cat and Moose podcast. If you would be interested in doing a little Qigong with Cat and Moose, we're going to do some Facebook Live Qigong exercises starting very soon. And you need to become a member of the Cat and Moose group on Facebook. So come find us and join the group. Okay, so we have a listener. I think it's a new listener. Her name is Sue. And she proposed this on Instagram. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about this. She said, the question is not, why am I so infrequently the person I want to be? But why do I so infrequently want to be the person that I am? Oh, that's so good. I freaking know. I don't know if she's a therapist, but Lord have mercy. I'm ready to hire her. (laughs) That's amazing. Will you read it to me one more time? Yes. The question is not, why am I so infrequently the person I want to be? So that's the striving, you know, Mm -hmm. but why do I so infrequently want to be the person I really am? Oh my gosh. That, that is like from the pits of ancient wisdom. Like that's beautiful. I know. Wow. Thank you, Sue. Can we hire you? <laughs> Sue, if, you, if you're a therapist or even not, we'd love to fill our time with you. <laughs> okay. So this makes me ask the question, you know, a mama's got to go deeper here. Yeah. Um, okay. So this says to me, there's several things. Instead of like, why can't I be the person I want to be? I mean, it, it sounds like acceptance, right? It's mm-hmm. Buddhist wisdom in, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of like, you know, say that it or talking about weight or something. And I'm like, oh, like for 20 years, I've been trying to get down to 150, you know, like that's the number, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, maybe I actually can't get there. Or maybe I'm not even meant to get there. You mm-hmm. can fill in the blank with whatever that is for you. Uh-huh. Why can I not stay in this body and in this mind and in this spirit and in this gut? Why am I so afraid to stay here? Hmm. Wait, no, that's not it. Why? Why can I not be what I am? I I feel like the question is. I love that you just like look, you do this thing with your eyes that is like. Yeah, I don't understand what you just said. So let me try to reframe it for <laughs> listeners. 
<laughs> okay, help me understand. You got to really break it down for me, Moose. You know no, that. No, 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 I'm with you. I, I didn't say it correctly. So tell me how you how it hits you. Well, it hits me in going, why don't I want to be who I am? Yes. It's like, why, why don't I look at who I am right now and how I look, how I feel, how my body is, who I am as a person, where I am in my developmental process and go, I am, I want to be here right now. Like what is, what is so hard about that? And I think the thing that's hard about that is I think that, that first we compare ourselves you know, we, we want to look like the things we see on TV. We want to look like the things we see on billboards and that kind of stuff. We were raised playing with baby dolls that were designed that are out of proportion of the human body. I mean, it's like we have been trained that the way we are is not okay. The way we are is, is not the optimal thing. And so mm-hmm. I think that that's a part of it. I also think that there's something in the human spirit. I think it's why there's so many religions and philosophies and stuff like that is I think we all don't understand the awesomeness that is the divine. I think we don't understand God. And I think we all think I want to attain that. Like I want to be that amazing and that beautiful and all of that. And we have a hard time recognizing that the fact that I can hold my hand out and turn it over into the supine position is magical. Like I've already got that. I've already got a really divine, amazing, beautiful, wonderful body. I think we're always like aspiring to a higher thing. So I think part of it is just human nature. And part of it is, is we're extremely hard on ourselves. Yeah. And I also think that, um, there, there's something, well, there's everything to do with the ego. Oh, say more about that. Well, I just think that so much of our criticism of ourselves has to do with how other people see us or how we think other people see us. Mm -hmm. And so like I can find contentment in my own self, but the moment that I start interacting with other people, I, (laughs) it's very natural for us to go, okay, how are you perceiving me? Right, right. And I think that is, you know, the difference between the second half of life is there's, you know, I, I work with a lot of millennials and people in their twenties and thirties, generation Z people. Um, and they are striving, you know, like they're getting after it just like we did, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, I have such a heart for them. Like I, I, I'm like cheerleading them because Mm -hmm. I understand where they are, you know, like to me, like I I'm just, it makes me smile like, because I recognize what they're doing Mm -hmm. and yet none of that was really that fulfilling. Right. I mean, I like that my career, you know, expanded and that, you know, I now have my own company and those type of things, but like, it's all very fleeting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And one of my classmates um, posted something this morning about how important it is to just be still and be quiet for an hour every day. And she said, just to rest for an hour every day. And she said, I don't mean sleep. I mean to just rest and no phones and computers or books or or it really any other stimuli than just being still and restful with yourself. 
and how when we find ourselves in that striving, 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 doing, 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 accomplishing, accomplishing all the time, although we can check all the boxes or a lot of the boxes and go, I'm awesome. It's actually not that fulfilling. Like you just said, it's not that fulfilling. And so I, I think taking, taking time and in, in producer Sarah's favorite thing, or one of her favorite things is to say how important perspective is. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about that with Jules Zobrist about how important perspective is. And I think taking time for yourself just to gain perspective is a really, really important thing. So go do, it damn it can i tell you a story about myself striving but also being a total imposter yes okay great so when i was in high school um i started playing the clarinet in junior high yeah you can all giggle (laughs) giggle all you want (laughs) i went and got a job at mcdonald's and i saved two thousand dollars which i can't even do now (laughs) that is so badass that you did that i saved two thousand dollars to buy a wooden clarinet because the clarity of the sound Mm. is so much better than a plastic clarinet yeah and my band teacher's wife who was like this amazing phenomenal clarinetist um (laughs) She, I wanted, I wanted her attention too. And it was her clarinet. So there's part of that too. Okay. Okay. Feel free, feel free to pick that apart. <laughs> therapists. Um, uh, so anyway, I, I was telling Sarah the story the other night and I wrote it down. Cause she was like, you got to share that on the podcast. And this is the perfect time. So when I got into high school, I, you know, I, I was like voted it's so funny to me. I was voted most outgoing, the senior superlatives, you know? Mm-hmm. And funniest in my senior year of, of high school. Oh, that's amazing. And so not surprising. Well, I, I just, the outgoing part, like I'm just not anymore. It's just sweet to look back and be like, ah, oh, you know, like how do I regain that kind of confidence? Mm. Not sure that's possible. You got to bottle that up while you're in college. <laughs> um, so anyway, high school, I am first chair clarinet. Nice. Do you, do you know what that means? I know it means that you're the best in the class. Right. Yeah. But I wasn't first chair because I was the best player. I was first chair because number one, I was a great leader. Number two, I was a really great imposter. Huh. <laughs> How do you mean? So I, um, I realized early on that, um, there was a way like they, like my band teacher wanted me to be first chair. And I was like, I'm clearly not the best player here. And he's like, I know, but like you have an ability to lead this and this and this. So I had a lot of guilt of the people behind me because they also knew I wasn't that good. But I was a really good recruiter. Mm -hmm. And so I recruited people to play. I mean, I swear to God, we must have had 20 people playing clarinet (laughs) like the last two years of high school. That's amazing. But I I did that partly because, and I made sure they were good too. Like I was pulling people from the trumpet section to get them to join the clarinets because it's the same key. (laughs) And I was like, come on over here. And I did that to sort of cover up my own Mm. issues because I was really good. I mean, I knew how to play. I was, I was quite good, but, um, I hit a ceiling and I could, I would practice and practice and practice. And I just didn't like practicing, Mm. but I hit a ceiling where I was like, I, this is as far as I can go. So I just decided what is best. You know, my mom said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. So I would just fake playing and I would like, I would just move my fingers on the really hard, like 18th notes 
But then, so that my band teacher, when he looked over, he wa- wouldn't look at my fingers to make sure it was perfect. I would do this movement thing <laughs> that was like this. And you can describe it to our listeners. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like break dancing meets clarinet playing. <laughs> like I, I had this energy where my whole body would move and all it was was to hide the fact that I couldn't, I couldn't hit these licks as well as I wanted to. But I, here I am like a junior or senior and I'm like mentoring all these young clarinetists. So they start doing it with me thinking like, that's our thing, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So we became known as like this hilarious wind section to watch because we were very dramatic while playing clarinet. And really the whole thing was just to cover up that I didn't know how to play those licks. Wow. That is, that's amazing. And so like, did you get by with it like to infinity? Oh yeah. I mean, my, my band teacher knew there's no doubt. He was a huge mentor (laughs) in my life. But I think that he knew how important this was to me. And he just was like, hey, she's bringing in the people. Let's do this thing. (laughs) Right. It's like it's not about actually accomplishing the task. It's about becoming the best you that you can be. And maybe he knew you might not have the skill set to be the best clarinet player in the world. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That opportunity gave you the ability to grow into who your best self was in that moment. Like that's, that's great mentorship. Like that's great leadership. I totally agree. Mr. Weber, if you're listening, you're not, but if you are, you're awesome. Okay. Moose, do you use like, um, do you use PayPal? Yeah. Okay. Well I do too. And and that's where I have my, um, my cryptocurrency, investment yeah you place. do what up crypto <laughs> hey What's up, crypto? i'm still about um well i don't know what the percentage is ahead but i invested a thousand dollars and i'm at about fifteen hundred dollars so i'm i'm ahead right now and last week it got up to like twenty two hundred dollars and i was like i should cash out and then i remembered your words play the long game oh i cashed out did you really Yeah, but then I put it back in once it dipped. Well, you can do that too. (laughs) (laughs) I I love you said I remembered your words and then I must have defied my own words. (laughs) That's amazing. You're like, play the long game, play the long game, cash out. (laughs) Well, there's there's long games for some things. Like my only advice that I would give when it comes to that kind of thing is buy the dip, buy the dip. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think that's great advice. So anyway, so I'm in PayPal and yada, yada, yada. So I went into PayPal last night to look at my cryptocurrency and I was reminded that there is still an open order that has not shipped yet that has your, um, Yanni salts in it. Like, you remember the salts that I got you that you're going to squat over? Oh, you said they were herbs. They're salts? They're herbs and salts and all the things that you boil in water and you and I are going to squat over them together and it's going to be wonderful. So anyway, my point being is that I was like, oh, and so of course I got sucked into the wormhole of all things like herbal things that you sit over and cleanse your downtown folds. I mean, how big is this world? It's it's not that big, but I find it really fascinating <laughs> for some reason. I, I'm still fascinated that it's necessary <laughs> to steam your downtown because like 
like, can't you just take a bath and it does the same thing? Well, you know how I feel about baths. So no, you can't. But I find it really odd that we have to squat over a bowl. <laughs> that feels like something that happened in the 1400s. <laughs> well, it probably did. Here's what else I found, though, when I was digging is I was looking. And of course, I, you know, I looked at the thing that I bought you and I, I checked on the status of it. And next to it, it was like, you might want to try the Yanni eggs. And I was like, oh the Yanni eggs? Gosh. Like, oh my gosh, like what's a Yanni egg? And so I clicked on it. It looked like a, kind of like almost in the shape of a teardrop. And so with these eggs. How big of a teardrop? Um, uh, Maybe like if you put your thumb and your forefinger together, like that size. That seems large. And the Yanni eggs are for you to do Kegel exercises with. <laughs> Well, we already have that device. We don't need an egg. We have a peri-fit that neither one of us has taken out of the plastic wrap. Which is what made me laugh so hard because I was listening to our last episode and making the notes for it when I did this search for the Yanni thing and it said Yanni eggs. And I'm like, oh, what's that? And then I read the description and when it said, you put these up inside of you and squeeze them out and they're crystals. They're like... They're like oh amethyst. My gosh. <laughs> They're like amethyst Yanni eggs that you do Kegel exercises with. So I'm just saying, if you I don't, don't know website you're on, but that is not okay. I just want to point out that I get shit all the time in our crew for being the 15 year old boy humor, and then I remember you. Last year going like, you're talking about vaginas too much, Moose. And now I'm not. And you continue to bring back things that are inserted into different orifices. That's so true. I stand absolutely corrected. And I am so sorry. And so long story short, I bought you one. Oh, my. Why? It's a crystal that I put inside of me? It's a, it's an amethyst <laughs> This is about the most ridiculous thing I've ever experienced in my life. Now, wait a minute. I feel like, like what? I bought you something on Facebook Marketplace, too, that I cannot wait to show up because it was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen listed. But I have a feeling that this Yanni thing is like a side hustle for you that you've created. And now you're just trying to get advertising on the podcast. Are you like slicing up crystals back there and seeing yeah. if they fit in the orifices? Absolutely. I've got a whole rock quarry and I just check each one of them out. I make sure they fit. I wash them up real good and oh I sell them. I make, I make sure they fit. You gotta, they gotta pass. You know, it's like, uh, it's like quality check. It's yeah. a QC. I gotta make sure that they fit. There's different sizes, by the way. Check, checked by number three. <laughs> quality checked. So if it's quality, a one, if it's a quality checked in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> So if it's got a one, you know where it's been. It's been with Moose. If it's got a two, it's producer uh, Sarah. Mine would be tiny little pearls. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Oh my gosh. That's Which, so by the way, I was going to ask you with that PeriFit device that we have that also helps with the Kegels. Can we play the same game together? Like, is there a way, like, jackpots, <laughs> player one and player two? <laughs> it's like, it's like we're Pac-Man. We're trying to get away from the ghost together. Can you imagine? I'd just be like, just jumping all over the couch, trying to kingle it up. <laughs> all of a sudden, like, we're going to have 14 million patrons because one of our one of our categories is going to be, okay, you can support the Cat and Moose podcast and you give X amount a month and we send you downtown crystals <laughs> we send you our, our downtown crystals and we send you episodes of our two-player kegel game <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> on the last episode i i was laughing so hard at my own joke when i said that you gotta squeeze to make mario jump <laughs> It's just like Frogger, man. It's so easy. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's a whole other level of anxiety that we would be bringing into. So what? So the crystals get sucked up inside of you and actually become your chakras? And you, you know that you have the most epic Kegel if you can get the amethyst one all the way up to your crown. To your crown. <laughs> oh my god! So I've, I've only made it up to the heart chakra, man. I just, I gotta get that vacuum motion going. <laughs> Holy cow. Listen, that is dangerous for the men in your life. If you can get that thing up to your crown. There's a whole new idea behind the word crowning. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> My favorite thing in the world is when you get laughing that hard. That's so good. Oh, man, I feel that in my latissimus dorsi a lot right now. (laughs) Oh, my latissimus. I've got I've got a rock stuck in my latissimus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I just want to say thank you for thanking me when when you see items that need to be inserted somewhere. That really feels like true friendship. So thank you. I'm glad I remind you of that. It's like the time you bought me the Sheenas, you know? Well, you still haven't tried it. Like no. it's, it's spring outside. I need you to get out there <laughs> and try it. And let's do a, uh, let's do an, uh, on air customer review. <laughs> okay. We need to go. We need to go. There's this new thing. Okay. So the Nashville greenways, for some reason, I am very, lured in to be a patron of the Nashville Greenways. Like I, I like gave money to them and I got this like super, I'm a hippie bandana thing. And now they're doing like a five mile walk. That's like virtual anyway, all that to say, I was thinking we could create a team and we could go to the Nashville Greenways. And when I think of Greenways, I think of nature, which makes me think of a hike. We could go to the Greenways and take a hike and take our Sheena's. Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, I'm not sharing a Sheenus. <laughs> but, but, but oh, wait a minute. You're not going to share a Sheenus? Wait, but. You swear that they're not dirty and 
full of disease. Well, they're not because it has gravity associated with it. I, but Dude, I mean, why I, wouldn't you use mine? I don't think you're supposed to share it. I think you're supposed to invest into your own sheenus. <laughs> Is the sheena okay? So, anyone listening, I've been getting into day trading. Hence, all of the comments about buy the dip, and I'm mm-hmm. I know like one percent of it, but I'm learning and I'm enjoying it. And it just made me wonder if they are on the stock market. I doubt it, but I could check and see if, <laughs> well, if they're an IPO yet. <laughs> Well, probably the next bit that I decide to talk about, I'm going to notice that you're over there like clickety, 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 (laughs) click. And it's like in the background, you're hearing the Wall Street. (laughs) What would their what would their four letters on the stock market be? (laughs) Let's see. It would be Kegel. K K G L L. (laughs) If we if we if we had a ticker sign on the stock market, what would we be? K-M-P-D? K-M-P-S. Cat Pod- producer Sarah. Oh, I like it. K-M-P-S. Yeah. K-M-P-S. It's almost P-M-S. <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we have created an easy way for you to support the Cat and Moose podcast. You can go to our website, catandmoosepodcast.com, click support us and check out our affiliate links. We've got all kinds of affiliates starting with Amazon, Instacart, Ollie, All Bird Shoes, Dinner Dates, BarkBox, Gravity, Audible, Skillshare, Embark Dog DNA Testing. So if you're going to check out some great shoes from Allbirds or some dog food through Ollie or get a Bark Box or listen to a book on Audible, get a gravity blanket, shop on Instacart, you get the idea, right? Give your dog a DNA test through Embark or turn time into inspiration with Skillshare. If you want to do any of that, go ahead and help out our podcast in the meantime and do those things through our affiliate links. Go to catandmoosepodcast.com and click on support us. Thanks. Okay, so speaking of people, friends, and and stuff like that, we have we have a podcast problem that I need your help solving. No, no, I'm not solving it. I think I'm just going to start over, and I'm going to buy merch right out, and we can sell it and mail it ourselves. I'm not fixing that problem. Okay. Okay, let's not fix that problem. That was not the problem that I was going to bring up. (laughs) We have two patrons who have ordered sweatshirts and they have not arrived and it's been over six weeks and we're working on it. We aren't sure what's happening, but I'm trying to find a new uh, merch person for us. So what is your problem? Now we have two problems. <laughs> now, we have, now we have two podcast problems. So for those of you who have ordered the burgundy size, extra large, wakey, wakey sweatshirt, crew neck sweatshirt, those are being made on the planet Mars. And <laughs> <laughs> that's where they get the coloring for the dye. It all makes sense. We, we are, we're sewing it as we speak. In Bangladesh, just like Old Navy clothes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So no, this is a new problem. So I'm in class last night, and my I know that my teacher is a podcast listener. She has the Cat and Moose sticker on her car. I mean, she's hardcore. So cool. Oh, it's so cool. And she's such a neat person. I can't wait for you to meet her. And so I know that she listens to the podcast, and a couple of my 
my other classmates have mentioned that they listen, one of whom bought one of the burgundy sweatshirts that she still hasn't gotten. So anyway, one of the other classmates who I didn't know was listening told me on a break last night. She's like, hey, just so you know, I've been listening to the podcast and I think it's really, really fun. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like that's more than half of my class. (laughs) By the way. I know you don't get on Instagram much, but the whole the the Instagram for the school is now following us like the entire <sighs> health and whatever the name of it is. The school is following the podcast now. They are. Yeah. Cumberland or whatever. Oh, my gosh. That is like that is like being followed by the Pope. That's amazing. That's pretty cool. Okay, that is awesome. Shouldn't you get a discount or something? I, I don't want a discount because I, I love what they do so much. I don't want a discount. I do feel like maybe I should get like a free T-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> Since I'm such a swag whore. Like, <laughs> give me something that has the school logo on it other than my bag that I carry things in because I'm a nerd. Um, so my whole point being is I overheard my teacher and one of the other students having a conversation about something. And I really tried to eavesdrop and tune into what they were saying. And they were bitching about the fact that we released the podcast later than they preferred on Monday this week. (laughs) Well, I could tell them why I did tell them why, what would you tell them? Well, you don't know this and I, (laughs) I didn't want to tell you this, but Um, that episode was up at 5am and then at 9am I went to make what is called, um, it's called a visualizer and it's just basically like a 60 second clip that we can put on Instagram. I went to make that. And the first time I clicked, there was a word that had not been beeped out. That was the one word that you said must be beeped out. That was, it was a small mistake on Sarah's part. And I pulled that thing down as fast as I could. <laughs> and then she had appointments until about 11 o'clock that day. And that was the first she had to fix it. So we apologize. The goal is to get that thing out by the time you wake up on Mondays. But if it weren't for Cat's potty mouth, it would have been up. <laughs> That is awesome. Well, that's a very similar. I didn't know that all that happened. That stuff happens without my knowledge. How come you didn't tell me? Because you would have been upset that the four people who had listened had heard that one word. Oh, and they were probably all my mother. (laughs) I'm sorry, mom. That's why your mom hasn't called you this week. (laughs) Why have you been acting so distant to me, mom? (laughs) And it's why my sister came and brought me a chocolate Easter bunny yesterday because she knew my mom was upset with me. Well, I, I don't think your mom listened, but let's hope that wasn't one of the four. No, no, probably not at that time. She does listen, but not at that time. Um, well, what I told them the reason was is that I had said so many bad words in the last episode that it took Sarah an extra long time to edit the podcast. So what I told them was what I knew to be true. It's accurate. So everybody, just so you know... We're going to have the podcast up ass early on Monday, and I'm going to watch my mouth. And guess what? Patrons got it a day early, too. So if you would like to be a patron, the episode goes up for them on Sundays. Yes, it does. So I I, I don't expect my classmates to be patrons because I do. I am aware that school is expensive and 
if eventually once you become licensed massage therapist and make millions of dollars because of your awesomeness, if at that point you want to become a patron, we would love to have you and you'll get the podcast before the rest of the world. So Moose, you were out at a restaurant enjoying a meal this past week, which I'm so jealous of because I haven't done that yet during COVID. Well, that's a lie. I did do that one time when I drove my mom and I down to Destin, Florida in between doctor's appointments because we had like eight hours to kill. So don't worry. COVID's not in Florida. I was down there and nobody's wearing a a mask. (laughs) That's right. COVID doesn't exist in Florida. And so, um, so I wanted to ask you your opinion because I'm hearing a wide variety of opinions all over the place. Williamson County, which is just south of where um, we live in Davidson County, um, Williamson County has dropped their mask mandate. Yes. So if you're in Williamson County, you don't have to wear a mask when you go in public. And very soon, Davidson County is going to make a a similar declaration to my understanding. And so my question is, is why at the first sign of a downtick of COVID, is it all of a sudden like are all the mask restrictions seeming to lift? Like what is your opinion on that? And, and should we be wearing masks or shouldn't we, as long as numbers are going down? My opinion is that that is a very Republican County Hmm. and it feels very political to me. We have a Republican governor who lives there. Um, And I don't, I'm fine if you're Republican, that doesn't bother me at all. But I think that there's a tendency in that specific County to um, dismiss a lot of the concerns with COVID. I have seen that cases have dropped significantly in the U.S. I am of the opinion that we should be wearing masks at least until the end of the year, is my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't see any reason, even with cases dropping, even with vaccines. I mean, we have someone in our life who's at the ER right now who has been vaccinated and may have COVID. We don't know. right? Um, And so it's like, okay, well... Yes, we're getting there. And I I think there is hope on the horizon. Like even, you know, having the weather get a little bit warmer, at least in this part of the country has like felt like, okay, things could be changing. Mm -hmm. And even the, you know, the president mentioned uh, by the end of May, everyone in the United States will have access to a vaccine. And that's exciting. Wow. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. He just, he just announced that last week. But yeah, I, I think that there is no reason we couldn't wear a mask. Like to me, that is just a safety precaution mm-hmm. that is going to get us further down the line to where we need to be. So I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. I will continue to wear a mask even in that county. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that because another thing I was going to bring up having to do with all of this that I've really been struggling with is the peer pressure of it. I have more and more colleagues who are pushing for in-person meetings. Let's do a video shoot. Let's do this or that. You know, we'll have five, 10, 20 people all in a room together. Most of which once they realize, oh, I'm in a room with people I know, then I take my mask off. Like I'm going to a meeting later today where I'm going to be with people I know and, and I don't know what they do every day in their lives. Or as a matter of fact, I do know they go out to eat, like they go and hang out, like, and they haven't had COVID. And so it, it makes me just go, gosh, like the peer pressure to not feel like the person who's like the, the sore thumb in the relationship, but because I'm wearing a mask, it's like, that's really, it's really hard and really frustrating to me. So it's definitely a, an exercise in being your own snowman. If you believe what it sounds like you and I both believe that we should still be wearing them. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, we went to, uh, you, Sarah and I went to a, um, 
a shoot last week and I felt like everyone, you know, the artists didn't have their masks on because they were obviously singing, but everyone else had mm-hmm. their masks on and were very compliant, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is the case most times, but I was with um, a writer that's huge in our market and I didn't realize he ended up getting COVID in November and he had just had, he and his wife had just had a baby a few months before. So they were being super strict about not going out at all. And he was doing all of his rights over zoom instead of in person. And there was this very a level artist that wanted to write with him that he had only had a chance to write with a couple times before. And he's like, okay, this one I probably need to do in person and no joke. He got COVID. Are you serious? Yes. So I would highly recommend um, that, yes, we all be our own snowman. And, you know, if you feel differently, fantastic. But I I think that we are in charge of ourselves and we have to be advocates of our own health. And um, and so I I don't mind. I'm not embarrassed to wear a mask. Like, uh, truly, when I was down in Florida, um, I felt very um, looked down on when I would go into, um, you know, a grocery store or whatever when I was visiting down there. And uh, not, I mean, the actual people working there were wearing them, but I felt like people were like, oh, you still believe there's something going on. And Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I mean, you can't see me, so you don't know who I am. Well, I I really appreciate that. And I'm going to try to embody that more. No, I'm going to try to embody that more as far as how I'm feeling emotionally, because I'm going to wear the mask. Like I'm going to wear the mask in all the places. So I'm going to do that. What I'm going to try to embody is more of a confidence about that and more of a like, Hey, I'm, I'm doing this for you and for me. So Uh if you don't think I'm cool or you want to look at me like I'm weird, then, then you go and deal with that because I'm, I'm going to do the right thing. So thanks for that encouragement, Moose. Of course. I have to tell you that, um, a very good friend of mine made me aware yesterday that When she listens to the podcast, which is every week, 90% of the time she agrees with you and not me. What? (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's somebody in my corner. Who is it? Oh my God. Please tell me. I think that's, I think that's actually the case, to be honest. Like, I think you are generally the safer, more, um, Mm. somewhat guarded one. And so like she was talking about all the biblical stuff. She was like, I mean, I think I just agree with Kat more. And that's fine that you believe that. And I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. So <laughs> there will be some of you out there who are cat people, some of you who are moose people, and some of you who are producer Sarah people. But we are doing the best we can. And something that's really beautiful about that is that the three of us together are more than the sum of our parts. Come on now. I like that. The God in me sees the God in you, moose. Namaste. 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 Nah, I'm going to stay in bed. Nah, I'm going to stay right here. Nah, I'm good. I don't need your shit. Nah, I'm going to stay in my own snow body. Nah, I'm going to wear a mask. Nah, I'm awesome. producer Sarah Reed. To find out more, go to catandmoosepodcast.com. Cat and Moose is a BP production.
1-866-CAT-MOO-5. Give us a call and please join our Facebook group. Come and do Qigong with Cat and Moose on our Facebook group, Cat and Moose Podcast. Send us an email at hello at catandmoosepodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at catandmoosepodcast.